We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up show, best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Friday, April the 30th, 2021. Today's show, I lock in my official prediction as the Gamecocks travel to Swayze to take on the Ole Miss Rebels. Guys, I'll continue to break down the series, lock in my prediction. Also, a couple of news and notes that relate to the series, including the health of Colin Burgess, Josiah Seitler. Guys, again, we're talking South Carolina, Ole Miss, a pivotal series for both of these teams. Guys, we've got a packed show here on a Friday, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention the companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company. They're a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op. Their movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is invested in your success. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they also offer black glove service. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom creating and packaging for special items, and cleaning services as well. They're founded by Greenville Natives and University of South Carolina alumni guys, so a Gamecock-owned small business. They also offer 20 years of project management moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for. Guys, whether in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs in 2021, be sure to check out our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media, at Upstate Movers Group, or of course, if you have any other questions, go to their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That's upstatemoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. Almighty, flim flam, bim bam, to hell with Ole Miss. Folks, happy Friday, TGIF. Hope you're doing well. Ask Mincy. I think that's how it goes, right? To hell with Ole Miss. Anyways, guys, appreciate you tuning in. Happy Friday, TGIF. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, host the Spurs Up show as always. Again, appreciate you guys tuning in. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Hope your week has been amazing. And I hope this show 
finds you well again we got a lot to talk about here on a friday guys of course it is prediction friday as i lock in my official prediction is gamecocks and old miss get going tonight at swayze field first pitch set for 7 30 on sec network plus guys again thank you so much for tuning in seriously so grateful for you guys for the love and support man everything we got going right now with the content, with the business, things are rolling. We're in the midst of baseball season. Before you know it, football season is going to be here, guys. Again, thank you all so much. And I'll tell you, this is starting to warm up here in the capital city. Starting to get a little hot. Starting to uh, get to pool weather, beach weather. I know at some point we're going to start taking vacations. Some of you guys are going to be going on beach vacations and doing all that. Students are wrapping up exams. School's about to be out for the summer. Vibes are very good right now, I feel like, amongst everyone. And that is a great thing much different than this time last year that is for damn sure guys one real quick note if you're tuning in to this show expecting me to talk about jc horn being drafted first round or how the first round of the nfl draft went we're not going to be touching on that because i am recording this before the nfl draft on thursday afternoon i just simply did not want to wait until like nine o'clock tonight to record the show so i will talk all things nfl draft all of our guys getting drafted on Monday's show. So we'll have one big show on Monday recapping the draft because I'm expecting, you know, outside of J.C. Horn, you're going to have J.C., Izzy, Ernest Jones, Shy Smith, um, you know, Sedarius Hutcherson, maybe a host of others as well. So we'll have a full draft day or a couple of days NFL draft recap breakdown, if you will, where all these guys went, how I project them you know, doing at the next level with their new team, stuff like that. But again, just simply Thursday afternoon, did not want to wait until like nine o'clock to record the show. But uh, stay tuned to social media, of course. You guys have seen at this point, we're already having tons of draft coverage in regards to where these NFL Gamecocks are landing. But again, that opens it up to, we are talking all things and everything South Carolina at Ole Miss this weekend as I lock in my official prediction is the Gamecocks go on the road to Oxford, Mississippi, and Swayze Field looking for a big road series win. And the news started to come out on Thursday that really impacted this series. And I'll be honest with you, at the time that I recorded the show for yesterday, talking the series, I did not know what my prediction was going to be because there were a lot of variables. And, and talking to Barstool Mincy, you know, we didn't realize yet again just how many variables there were when you talked about Gunnar Hogland, his status for the weekend. We had no idea about Colin Burgess being day today. Josiah Seitler dealing with a little bit of a groin injury. How does he feel going into this weekend? And those are things we're not going to know until tonight when first pitch happens. Is Colin Burgess in the lineup? Is Seitler in the lineup? And what does that look like? Well, now we know that the weekend rotation officially is going to look like this for Ole Miss. Of course, for South Carolina, we already know. Far tonight, Brandon Jordan tomorrow, and Will Sanders on Sunday. For Ole Miss, Gunnar Hogland will go tonight 3-2 and two with a 2.73 ERA. Tomorrow will be Doug Nikhazy, 4-2 and two with a 1.81 ERA. And then Sunday will be Drew McDaniel, the sophomore right-hand pitcher, 4-0 and oh, with a 4.15 ERA. So, kind of what I projected with Drew McDaniel on Sunday. And Gunnar Hogland, again, the big question that's going to revolve around that is, and again, we talked to Barstool Mincy about this, and you know, we talked about some of the struggles that Ole Miss has had at this point, and it's certainly on the mound. Their pitching staff, Hogland didn't even go last weekend, was scratched due to arm soreness, shoulder soreness, whatever it was. So you wonder, you know, how long can he go? What is the pitch count for him? You know, obviously with the MLB draft coming up, this is a guy we're talking about as a top 15 pick, a first rounder, your typical SEC Friday night guy. And we all know the struggles that Ole Miss is having the bullpen. We're talking about a team, guys, that has lost four straight SEC series. And even I didn't know that. 
before I did my deep dive on Ole Miss and you started looking at their schedule because we're just all assuming, you know, oh, okay, Ole Miss is good, whatever. But you look at them, you, you look a little bit deeper. 10 and 8 in the SEC. They started 6 and 0 in the league. Since then, I've lost four straight series, two out of three. Avoided the sweep last weekend against LSU in dramatic fashion on Saturday. And I got to be honest, I've gone back and forth on this series a lot. I I really have. Because I think there are reasons you can point to of why South Carolina should be favored to take two out of three and why you should feel good about the Gamecocks to take two out of three. And I think there's a lot of things that point to why you should feel good about Ole Miss to take two out of three. Hey, guess what? South Carolina can't win a game one, but, but neither can Ole Miss. Ole Miss can't win a game one either. Both of these teams had ha- have had troubles in their game ones. Looking back at Ole Miss's schedule, we all know about South Carolina. Lost to LSU game one, lost to Mississippi State game one, lost to Arkansas game one, lost to Florida game one. They've lost their last four in a row on Friday night or in game one. And South Carolina, guys, as we all know, hasn't won a game one since the Florida series. Something's got to give, right? Something has to give tonight. One of these two teams is going to snap out of that funk. And again, obviously a huge boost for Ole Miss tonight to get Gunnar Hogland back on the bump. Again, the question for me is, how long can he go? How much of Gunnar Hogland is Ole Miss going to get? Is this a thing where he can go seven or eight innings? Or is this a guy that goes maybe three or four, maybe five, and they got to jump to a bullpen, a bullpen that Barstool Mincy said they are very concerned about, has been very inconsistent. It's been very hit or miss with that Rebels bullpen. And then you come back to the South Carolina hitters and really just the hitting matchup overall in this series. And we all know about Ole Miss guys hitting 301 as a team, leading the conference in average. This is a Rebel squad that even with Tim Elko's injury, which was a big one, this Rebel squad can swing it, no question. No doubt. And just like I said last weekend, when the Gamecocks took on Arkansas, you're going to have to swing it to win this series. You're going to have to swing it to win two out of three. You're just not going to win two or three games, three to two, two to one. You're going to have to score runs, especially at Swayze Field, which is a hitter-friendly ballpark. But again, guys, like I said, and again, you know, for the South Carolina hitting side of things, Colin Burgess and Josiah Seitler, what is their status? That's two good bats you could possibly be, possibly be losing. No bueno for Mark Kingston's squad. So like I said, guys, I, I've gone back and forth on this one. I, I'll be totally honest with you. Because again, I think there are many reasons you could say South Carolina should win this series. I think there's many reasons you could say Ole Miss should win this series or could win this series. But I think the most intriguing thing about it is how important this series is for both of these teams. Because, again, I preached all week long, hey, you got to find a way to go three and one this week. You got to take care of your business in the midweek and then win two out of three in Oxford. Because, you know, you got Mississippi State next weekend, and then you got Kentucky, but then you got Tennessee to close it. So you feel like this old Miss series is as winnable as any you've got left, especially with the way Tennessee and Mississippi State are playing baseball right now. Those are two fantastic ball clubs. And Ole Miss has been struggling, of course. So I think South Carolina certainly needs it to continue to push towards hosting a regional, getting to that 17 and 13 or even 18 and 12 mark in SEC play. You look on the Ole Miss side of things, guys, they've got the same goals and aspirations. And if you think there isn't a, a point of emphasis for that squad, I mean, four straight series losses, and you're at home and you've got your ace back on the mound. And you've got a packed Swayze, 
100% capacity. I mean, this is a huge series for the Rebels, too. And my question is, who needs it more? Like, I would ask you guys, if you can just try to take the bias and try to take the fan out of it, who needs this series more? I really think that's a fan, a really intriguing question because both these teams need it. But who is this series more important for? Again, the Gamecocks sitting at 11-7, and seven, Ole Miss sitting at 10-8. and eight, Very similar ball clubs right now. And, you know, when I look at this one again, I, I, I feel good. I, you know, this is as good a pitching matchup as we've seen in a few weeks, I think. You know, I, I don't think Arkansas – what's crazy is as good as Arkansas is, I think they do have some issues in their weekend rotation. I, I do. I think they're still trying to kind of figure it out in regards to who their dudes are on the weekend. I don't think Ole Miss has that problem. I mean, Gunnar Hogland's a legit first-rounder. Doug Nikhazy is a Team USA guy, really, really good. And, yes, there's some unknowns, I guess you could say, with uh, their Sunday guy, Drew McDaniels, but, I mean, 4-0 with a 4-1-5. I mean, it's pretty damn good. 45 strikeouts and 12 walks. So they're going to roll out three high-quality arms against you. And, again, it's just going to be a typical weekend in the SEC. And I think that even against a high-powered Ole Miss offense, this lineup that's hitting 301, which is which is very good. I mean, obviously, I don't have to tell you guys that. I think your pitching will give you a chance. I think Thomas Farr, Brandon Jordan, and Will Sanders will do their thing. I think the bullpen will continue to do it. It all comes back to, as we all know, do you swing it enough to win? Do you swing it enough to win? Bottom line. I know it was the Citadel on Tuesday. I've said this a hundred times. I know it was the Citadel. I totally understand. But what you have to hope and have your fingers crossed for, if you're a Gamecock fan, is that that offensive momentum that you picked up, especially from your big guys in Brady Allen, Braylon Wimmer, and Wes Clark, who again went a combined 9 for 12 in that Citadel game. You have got to hope and pray and keep your fingers crossed that that can carry over into this weekend, that that momentum is going to carry over. Because, hey, guess what, guys? If Colin Burgess can't go, and God forbid Josiah Seitler's limited, there's going to be even more pressure on those guys. On the Allens, the Wimmers, the Clarks, the Eisters, the Mendums, the Malones, the Khalils, they're going to have to carry this lineup flat out. Because, listen, Colin Burgess is one of your highest average guys in SEC play. Was leading your team in SEC batting average going into last weekend. And Josiah Seitler, we all know what he's done, has scorched the baseball this year. So it's going to put even more emphasis on a guy. You know, I talked about last weekend, you know, Wes Clark can't go one for and you win the series. That is, like, amplified this weekend. Your big-time players have got to have big-time weekends. And I know Ole Miss, because of the way they've struggled, don't necessarily have the ranking and the accolades right now. You know, they're ranked 19th in the country, okay? You're not facing the number one team again or whatever. But this is a damn good Ole Miss ball club. And maybe they were a little bit overrated in the preseason, but it's a damn good Ole Miss ball club either way. But like I said, guys, I keep going back and forth on it because on one hand, yes, Ole Miss gets Gunnar Hogland back, and they're at home, and they're a desperate team. 
But on the other hand, they're a desperate team because they haven't been good of late. They haven't been playing good baseball. And Gunnar Hoglund is coming back from being limited due to shoulder soreness or arm soreness or whatever it is, something to do with his arm. How much can they really get out of him? Is it going to be the best version of Gunnar Hoglund? And, of course, this is an old Miss lineup that doesn't have Tim Elko anymore. Granted, they've still got a lot of good, talented bats, a lot of talented players. But you don't have your big one in Tim Elko. This is a team that has lost four straight series. And granted, the teams they've lost to were pretty damn good. Florida, Arkansas, Mississippi State, and LSU. That's a pretty damn good lineup, if you ask me. But when I look at this series, like I said, guys, both of these teams have struggled in game ones for whatever reason. Neither one of these teams has figured game one out. You know, again, you look at Gunnar Hogland's record. He's three and two. Thomas Farr's two and four. I mean, hell, Hogland's got a 273 ERA and he's three and two. Thomas Farr with a 366 ERA, but two and four record. So both of these guys are going to be looking for run support tonight. And again, I don't have to stress how important this game one is, especially, I would say, if you're South Carolina, because being on the road, the last thing you want to do on the road is put your backs against the wall. Granted, you did it in LSU. You did it in, in Baton Rouge. I totally understand. You did it in Athens. Totally get that. But you haven't done it at a Swayze field with 100% capacity. And I, I'll say this, guys. Because, again, I, I really came into this show, even into recording this show, on the fence about who I was going to pick. Because, again, like I said, there's a lot of reasons I like South Carolina. A lot of reasons. I, I, obviously, I believe in this ball club. I like this ball club a lot. I know your pitching is going to give you a chance. And if you can carry the momentum into this weekend that you built on Tuesday at the plate, I think South Carolina, if they're clicking offensively, can beat anybody. No doubt in my mind. But there are reasons that I think LSU should be the favorite and that I like LSU, or excuse me, Ole Miss, that I like Ole Miss and I think Ole Miss should be the pick. You know, getting Hogland back, how great they are offensively. They're at home. They're desperate. But, hey, I got to make a pick, right? We got to lock it in. We got to lock it in, man. It's Friday. Friday prediction show, that means we have got to lock it in. I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to do that right now. Again, I really do keep going back and forth in my head. No, I've made up my mind. I made up my mind. Because I got to be honest with you guys. For whatever reason, and I wanted to wait. When, when I recorded the show that dropped yesterday, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to make a pick until we hear what the deal is with the old Miss pitching staff. Because I think Hogland, his availability was a huge storyline coming into this series, whether they had him or not. I mean, it's just, it's massive, you know, to have your ace or to not. And that killed him last weekend against LSU, I think. Honestly, I think that just killed Ole Miss's chances. But again, I've talked about how important this series is for South Carolina. And I think it is. I think it's an important series. Because again, you do have Mississippi State at home next weekend. But I view Mississippi State a lot like I viewed Arkansas. Like, if you can win two out of three, great. But just don't get swept. It's going to be a long shot to beat Mississippi State two out of three. I'm just saying that right now. And that's not saying that South Carolina's not a good ball club, guys. That's it, it, not what it's saying. Mississippi State is just one of the elites, okay? Mississippi State is one of the elites. Kentucky, I think you should better handle. But then Tennessee at home to close the season. Tennessee's a top five team, guys, whether we like it or not. I mean, I, I, I don't – it's crazy to me because I don't think of Tennessee like that. 
but they're a top five team. So I think this one against Ole Miss is really important. But I asked the question at the beginning of the show, who is this series more important for? Is it bigger for South Carolina or is it bigger for Ole Miss? And as badly as I think the Gamecocks need to win two out of three in Oxford, with Gunnar Hogland being back on the mound, with the offensive prowess and ability that Ole Miss has, and South Carolina's, for whatever reason, lack of ability to win a game one. You mix all that together and then add in the fact that you are going to be facing a desperate, and I mean a desperate, Ole Miss team in front of a sellout crowd at Swayze. It's a toss-up kind of series, and I think being in Oxford, Mississippi, in that environment, unfortunately, I think it has to give Ole Miss the advantage. And for that reason, I'm picking the Rebels to take two out of three this weekend against the Gamecocks. Now, do I think South Carolina can win two out of three? Absolutely. Do I think the Gamecocks could sweep? Absolutely. But there are just a couple of things that I need to see from South Carolina before I pick it. I need to see this offense travel. I I need to see these guys at the plate put it together. I need to see South Carolina win a game one, bottom line. Again, it applied last week against Arkansas. It's going to continue to apply. You can't keep losing game ones and win series. At some point, you got to win on a Friday. You got to win, bottom line. This team has been really good with its backs against the wall, and that's great. That's fine. That's dandy, whatever. But you cannot make a living doing that. You can't. You got to find a way to get, get to win a game one. You got to find a way to give your guy, Thomas Farr, some damn run support. You just have to. Ole Miss is going to score runs. I feel like I sound like a broken record because I'm saying the same thing I said about Arkansas about Ole Miss. Like, Ole Miss is going to score, guys. They're going to hit. Ole Miss is going to hit. They're a good hitting ball club. And don't get me wrong, great pitching does beat great hitting. But, I mean, you can only hold them down so much. You're just you're asking too much of your pitchers, especially at their place, to put the team on the back and win the ball game. But I think when you just factor in, like I said, Hogland being back, a really talented Ole Miss offensive club, South Carolina's lack of success in game one, and I didn't even mention this, and you factor in the status of Colin Burgess being day-to-day, maybe can't even go this weekend, and Josiah Seitler, guys. It was going to be tough with those guys in the lineup. And now you're telling me they might not be able to go? I don't think let, let me put it to you this way too, because there's a lot of fans who say, oh my God, if we if we lose this series, that the season's just this and that. You are sitting at 11 and 7 right now. Ole Miss is at 10 and 8. Okay. If you lose two out of three, your season is not over. You can still get to that 17 and 13 mark and you can still host a regional. I just think when I talked about again, who needs it more? I think Ole Miss actually probably needs this series more. I really do. (laughs) I really do, guys. Because for them to lose a fifth straight series, I mean, at some point, it's just like, damn, we ain't never going to win a series again. That's it. Season over. 
And for the Gamecocks, I think you're going to have opportunity to rebound. Two of your last three series at home, even though they're tough teams, two of your last three series at home and Kentucky for three on the road, which is extremely winnable, if not sweepable. So again, I I really do think this is a coin flip series. I I think this series could go either way. It's going to come down to the things we always talk about, right? There's going to be five or six moments, three or four moments in every single game, you know, timely hitting. Who, who makes the big pitch? Who doesn't make the tiny mistakes? Who doesn't make the errors? Who doesn't walk guys and, and hit guys? And, you know, who hits with guys in scoring position? Stuff like that. Two out hitting. All that stuff. All that great baseball lingo. All that, all that jazz. You know what I mean? But you've got to be even better, even sharper when you're on the road. Got to be even better. It's tough to go on the road and win in the SEC, especially when you go to a place like Swayze. So for that reason, like I said, with, with the return of Hogland, I think that's a huge boost for Ole Miss. Offensively, they're, they're, they're the best team in the league, at least average-wise. They love to hit at their ballpark. South Carolina has not proven to me or any of us that they can win a game one, that they're capable of doing it. You know, the lineup is still a major issue. Yes, you had momentum, and you picked up some momentum against Citadel, but it was the Citadel, granted. Take it for what it's worth. Take it with a grain of salt. And then you factor in the Colin Burgess and Josiah Seitler news. I, just for whatever reason, guys, I'll be totally honest with you, I don't get a good feeling going into this weekend. Granted, that is not for me to say that I don't think we can win two out of three. Of course I do. I like our ball club a lot. You know, If we hit, we will win. If we hit, we will win. Bottom line. But we have struggled against guys like Gunnar Hogland like Drew Nikhazy, we have struggled against elite arms, and that is what Ole Miss features, elite arms. Really just like every other SEC team. But again, you factor all those things in, going on the road. Again, I think it's a desperate Ole Miss ball club. As bad as I say we need to win the series, I think it's going to be a desperate Ole Miss team and a desperate Ole Miss fan base, and I think they will will the Rebels to victory. Again, I got, I got Ole Miss winning two out of three games this weekend at Swayze Field. So, again, I hope I'm wrong. Lock it in. That's my prediction. Rebels take two of three in the series. South Carolina would then fall to, what, 12 and nine in SEC play. That would improve Ole Miss to 12 and nine as well. So the Gamecocks and Rebels would have the exact same SEC records if that were to come to fruition. But again, I'm expecting a great series. I think it's going to be three great games. Again, tonight, first pitch, 7.30. Tomorrow, first pitch at 7. And Sunday, first pitch at 12.30. The Friday-Sunday games on SEC Network. Plus, Saturday game on the big channel on SEC Network. And again, guys, a quick reminder. If you want to tune in the live stream, watch along. Those will be live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, You can tune in, watch me. We'll watch the game. We'll take it all in together. Again, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and I'll be posting those links. And, guys, you you guys will see that that pop up once we get live. But, again, I think it's going to be a great series. I think it's a coin flip. Would love to hear you guys' predictions. Leave it in the comments. Leave it in the DMs, whatever it may be. What do you think is going to happen this weekend at Swayze Field? Again, it should be a fun one. So, again, guys, one more time, like I said, lock it in. I've got the Rebels. Unfortunately, (laughs) I've got the Ole Miss Rebels taking two out of three against South Carolina. But again, guys, that's going to do it all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in. TGIF, hope you have a fantastic weekend. Go Cox, beat Ole Miss, and we'll talk to you on Monday.
Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.